Vodka. 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 Vodka O'Clock. Hey everyone, it's Amber Love, and you are listening to Vodka O'Clock Podcast from AmberUnmasked.com. So if you haven't been listening for a while, maybe you missed the news that my debut mystery novel, Cardiac Arrest, is now available. So you can go to AmberUnmasked.com to find out all the information about that, but it's up on Amazon if that's the easiest thing for you to do. And uh, please go to patreon.com slash amberunmasked to sponsor the show, the site, and my work. If you are already a backer, please make sure you've adjusted your pledge for the new per month setup instead of the per show setup. So joining me today for the first time is cosplayer Amanda Jade. She's also a fellow podcaster, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of nerdy fangirl things. So Amanda, hey, thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Um, so what's really funny is that we've mixed in some of the same circles. I think we were about 10 feet apart at a really, really crowded Boston Comic-Con one year, and I couldn't actually connect to say hello to you. I kept trying to find you. Um, I'd seen um, Allie. Yes, I'd seen Allie there, and she was like, you know, Amber's here. And I was really yeah. excited, and then I was trying to find you, but it was so crowded and ridiculous i never got to and it was so sad but that that show was um, a madhouse yeah that was actually the only one i'd been to um and my boyfriend had been going for a couple of years and he said that was like the most crowded he'd ever seen it and then the this year we'd applied for press because they they always went as press to cover it for uh evilgeeks.com and uh they didn't give us press this year for whatever reason well, this past year, so we didn't. We wound up not going, but yeah. So I guess it's just getting like huger and huger. So they're cracking down more on that sort of stuff. So I don't know, right. but yeah, no, it was really depressing. But uh, I think we live pretty close-ish to each other. I'm in New Jersey. Yeah, I'm in I'm in yeah. New York, so it's not too bad. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I thought that you were actually, like, stationed up there in uh, New England. Oh, no. Yeah, right. no. Okay. I'm in Albany right now. I live in Albany, but I'm from the city. Uh, my parents are from Brooklyn, and they'll be moving to Jersey, so I'll be doing a lot more Jersey shows. So maybe I'll get to oh. see you. Yes. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, actually, I, I heard um, – I mean, I don't know what I'll get to. This year's kind of, like, a bust for me. But um, – you know, I thought that the Atlantic City show was not going to happen again because I kind of had some insider information, but it turned out to not be correct because they've announced their date. Oh, it's, it's happening this year? I wasn't sure. I, did, I was told that it wasn't, that it was really so unlikely, but apparently I saw some dates for, for this year, so oh. that's going to happen. But I don't, I, I'm really unlikely to travel to that. Um, but yeah, New Jersey does have some really cool, like smaller shows that people I encourage you to check out like Garden State fun yeah I've heard good things about that one I heard that that's yeah. awesome but we have a lot of like non-comic book shows too so um you know like Steampunk World's Fair I'm dying to get to that it's a bucket list one for me yeah for sure Katsukan was a bucket list one for me too but I, I'm not really I'm so confused about my feelings on the on the show. Yes. So yeah. So I have I've never been to Katsukan and I have seen some really upsetting headlines about um misbehaving going on there. And I don't just mean like people partying and stuff, like people 
destroying hotels. Yeah, the, those pictures. I mean, I someone had mentioned it to me. They were like, did you see the that exit sign? Cause apparently it was not far from our hotel room, I think. Someone said that they had seen it, um, that exit sign, like, hanging from its, like, limbs. Um, and then I that post started circul- circul- bleh, circulating around the Internet um, with the with the water coming out of the the room, which I just read an article just now, and I don't know how true it is, but they're saying that that's not actually water. It's just a ton of urine. So <laughs> I really. Well, OK, the the post that I had read was from somebody who was there and he said that it was actually not con related. It was not people from the anime show that oh. it was a youth group. Wow. That was responsible at least for that flooding episode. As for the other, like, holes punched in walls and the exit sign and and that, I don't know about. But apparently, uh, you know, there's there's different sides uh, and rumors around. Um, I feel like the hole punch thing definitely had to be someone who was at the show because it was a one-punch man joke that was written on there. So, like, I feel like that has to be someone who somewhat knows. But, I mean, the other stuff was, like, writing in the bathroom, that exit sign ripped down, that flooding, which, and then that fire situation, which was... That was in the kitchen, right? that actually was not a con goer, thank God, because I was going to, I think there would have been just like a lynch mob on those people. Like, um, that was, that was genuinely one of the worst experiences I'd ever had, was that, that evacuation scenario, because I feel like the KatsuCon staff is excellent. Like, most of the KatsuCon staff was, was excellent. They were so nice, super accommodating. Uh, and for the for the enormous size of the hotel, they really pretty much knew what they were doing. Um, hotel staff, however, totally awful. Terrible customer service. Like, I, I can't even – I mean, as somebody who worked for the mother of all customer service, Disney World, uh, I, I just don't see how you can just get by – with that the level of poor customer service that was over there, it was it was pretty rough. So I mean the the poor evacuation drills. I mean were I, I blame that entirely on the on the venue itself that had nothing to do with Katsukon staff because the the staff was was more than accommodating. It was okay. So is this the kind of show where it is all contained into one hotel? Pretty much, yeah. Um, okay. It's especially with the frigid cold outside no one really wanted to venture outside and the hotel is just enormous it's it's huge like the first day that I was there it was almost overwhelming how huge it was like you get it after a little bit but um, it was just very large um but I mean basically what happened was it was right before one of the shoots I was supposed to do uh the alarm started going off and no one moved everyone was like okay whatever we thought someone like just set it off like leaned up against something but after a while, like, I mean, we held out till it became apparent that we needed to evacuate, basically. Um, and they kept us outside. It was at least an hour that we were outside, I'm going to say. That oh, my goodness. 30 minutes of which I got pissed off waiting out, waiting outside in my very, very cold, t- like, strapless armor shenanigan stuff. So I was like, no, thank you. And I, I just started walking until I got to a... There's a Build-A-Bear about a block from uh, the hotel, so I wound up hiding out in Build-A-Bear until they said it was safe to come back. <laughs> it was pretty – but everyone everyone in Build-A-Bear was, like, obviously from KatsuCon. They were all in costumes. Everyone was making Pikachus. It was pretty great. Um, um, yeah, but the, there's an even longer story that – I mean, I, I'm planning on writing a giant blog post about it, but 
um, in, in being faced with the adversity of should are we evacuating? I was right by a restaurant and I kind of stole a bunch of their cloth napkins because I didn't know what else to do. So okay. yeah, I was I, I just brought them outside with me because I thought people might want to be warm and it, I I don't know I do very weird things when I'm under stress so I, that seemed like the best idea to me was just to take a bunch of cloth napkins. I thought it was a tablecloth. So I was like, yeah, this can keep me warm. But it was just a bunch of little napkins. So I wound up sharing with, like, outside people. And I was like, Aww. here, put this in your shirt. It'll make you warm. Because my whole chest was out. So I just, like, had a napkin, like, stuffed in my chest to cover it from the wind. But So where is your blog that people can read up about that when you get to it? Um, it'll probably be up on undieselbundy.com. I know I'm going to wind up posting a gallery of the pictures I've, I've been taking all weekend for Evil Geeks. Because uh, I was covering Katsukan. It was not all pleasure. There was some business mixed, mixed in there. I tried to uh, do my part for the website. So that'll be up on evilgeeks.com, the pictures. But, yeah, no, it was – I said, I was, like, at the end of the week, and I was like, did this weekend really happen? Like, what, what was this weekend? Like, I had great times. Like, I got to see a bunch of people who, like, I'd been dying to hang out with and, you know, who I really don't see very often. So it was just great to see all my friends, but it was just, like, that evacuation thing was just the worst thing, just freezing cold temperatures, just... Yeah, I've never been through anything like that, thank goodness. It had to be at least, like, a hundred... I'm going to say it had to be at least a 100,000 people, I feel like. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, but speaking of big conventions... um. Do you do New York show? Oh, I do, yeah. I've been doing it every year since 2006. Okay. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's about when I, it's about when I started, too. Um, so the, the Comic-Cons are often, you know, the big ones and the small ones, in fact, are often criticized that they are non-comic related and sometimes not even remotely geeky lineups. Like, they'll just have people from TV shows that you know sometimes you question it like why the heck is this even here <laughs> so um you know like how do you how do you feel about about them when they are specifically labeled as a comic con um i definitely think that the word comic con is sometimes i feel like it's misused it's like you know cuz that's what people know it as is comic con so that's why they continue to say that but I, definitely new york has become more of a pop culture expo i mean the people from pretty little liars were there this year while yeah, I enjoy Pretty Little Liars, they have nothing to do with comic books. So, yeah, they'll sometimes they'll have like really you know big name authors too, and it's you know it's like you know I understand that there's novelists and that there's a lot of crossover um, as somebody who does that, but um, but sometimes I, I question. I'm like, what do these people have to do with comics or the wrestlers? Like, I, you know, other than the fact that they're big, burly guys in spandex. Wrestling is a huge thing that's at a lot of the local, sh- especially the local shows that I do. There's a lot yeah. of wrestlers. And I mean, they're always really nice guys, but I'm, I always wind up questioning what it has to do with comic books. I, I mean, at this point, I think the Geek Expo is more, you know, more applicable to what, what it is. But I mean... Just the sheer size of New York since from when I started going. When I started going, the first year I found out about New York Comic Con, I always tell the story because it just amazes me. I found out about it. It happened to be – it was when they used to do it in September. It was my birthday weekend. So we found out about it because there were, like, lightsaber battles happening. Like, it was when the Lightsaber Academy did the training classes. Um, And I was like, I need to go for my birthday. We got tickets the day of. 
Yeah, that's when you can still buy tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, I tell people, I'm like, back in my day, kiddos, you can yeah. get tickets. Well, that's, that's how it was when I started, too. I mean, and I remember, and one time it was in February, which was just uh, an atrocity. I mean, you can't have a New York show in February. You're out of your freaking mind. It's so strange. It's just, it's so strange what it's become, like this crazy monster. Like, I had to take off of work this past year to wait for tickets in the queue, mm-hmm. and I had every computer open to I had my computers, my iPad. I only got in on one device and I I'd been waiting like two or three hours. I'm sad to hear that they're not doing the smaller show that Reed organized in New York, which was called Special Edition well, because not. I actually I enjoyed that show a lot more That's than strange. the New York Comic Con. The difference is is last year it was pretty sucky because they had it in a different place. And the venue itself was so terrible. That's strange to me because I'd heard great things about that convention. It was a it was a really good show. We were it we was were so much more enjoyable. We were debating going this year too, so I'm really really upset to hear that because you know we were like oh, you know it's a small price to pay to go see a bunch of comic related artists because I really do find I spend a lot of my time in Artist Alley, in right. New York anyway. You know what that's. You know, that's the thing is come to the smaller shows like in Jersey and stuff because first of all it's cheaper here. <laughs> Um, you're not going to spend four or $500 a night on a hotel. Room. Oh man, but I'm really going to miss doing the hunger games with my tickets. That was really <laughs> Yeah. Right. Oh man. I feel like I feel so accomplished whenever I'm like at New York Comic Con. I'm like, yeah, that's right guys. I'm here. I played the hunger games on the internet. I was here. Oh yeah. It's, it's so incredibly sad that that's what it's become, that now you have to worry about things like, you know, how they have to track you with the RFID because there's so many counterfeit badges. And... I have a friend who legitimately was buying himself badges, and he got them revoked because okay. of some weird, like, fluke, and they took away his tickets. Like, they were like, sorry, you don't get tickets. Bye. That's just... It was one of our website guys, and I was like, you know, it sucks because, you know, they accused him of being a scalper, and it's... He's a legitimate person that, like, really wanted to go. And it's just, like, it just sucks that they can't, like, differentiate. Like, there's no way for them to figure it out. Well, I I know one of the other things that you and I have in common is that um, we do different kinds of of costuming. That uh, we have our PG-rated go-to-the-comic-book-store, go-to-the-charity-event version, and then we have the sexy adult version. And, I, you know, some of these conventions... Um, have questionable dress code policies. Yeah, no, it's it's so strange. Like the, it's like you know, it's fine for a girl behind a booth, but then it's not fine if you're walking the floor. Some of them are just completely random, or it depends on if somebody complains about you. That's usually the biggest. Like then you don't stand a chance if somebody's complained about you. Honestly, that's why I really like these like bigger hotel cons because a lot of them tend to be more adult based, so you can uh-huh. do those adult costumes without you know being looked down upon or. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wore a black canary to a, a recent like a local show, um, which because, you know, I, I know a lot of people who you know, like her now, I guess, more because of Arrow. Because it's, it's right. cool now, but I liked her. I, she was like one of my first like out there costumes. I was, you know, I will I will always love black canary. I've been I've done like a billion versions of her by this point. But yeah, I mean, I've done like my own makeshift version of her too. Yeah, the mine are always like, you know, you get to pick and choose like what parts you like. You're like, oh, I like this from, you know, Young Justice, but I like this from the comics right. and this from Arrow. But, um, 
you know, I was wearing it at a local show and like a little kid came up to me to like be like, hi, like or whatever. And I was like, hi, do you want a sticker? And the parent like grabbed the kid by the shoulders and like redirected them away from me. And I'm like, well, it's hard with that <laughs> outfit because you, you you really do look like a 1980s streetwalker. Sorry, it's not my fault. They draw me and, like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's like it's the fishnets and the bustier with, you know, you and I have we're extraordinarily ample. Yes. In that area. So it is. It's it's hard when you are dressed like a Playboy bunny, and taken seriously by parents. But you're but you're portraying like you know from a kids' cartoon. It's so weird. Like it really is. And uh, the other thing I mean, that is the Playboy bunny outfit. It is. You know, there's a jacket. Put ears, put ears right on it, and you know you're a Playboy bunny. You could be Bunny Canary in two seconds. Um, yeah, but it's just. It, and the other thing that I get frequently is that parents think that, you know, automatically, like, oh, she does adult stuff because my name is Undies of Wundy. And it's right. like, be, just because the word Undies is in my name doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have yeah, child-friendly things. Like, yeah, they're not on the inside there with the joke about Superman's underwear. Yeah, no. and I mean That's, that's what it is. They're missing that. Yeah, and, like, people are always like, where did you get your name from? Like, why? Because it has undies. It has to be dirty. Like, no. I just really like Wonder Woman's, like, little undies that she wears outside. Like, you know, it's a superhero and thing. And that that's the, a really interesting thing, how it's literally the same outfit with even more skin showing than Canary's typical outfit because there's no jacket. But the design of Wonder Woman doesn't have the sex appeal that Black Canary and her all black with the fishnets have. I mean, even look at the Bruce Tim. Like, I love Bruce Tim's art. Yeah. Uh, that Bruce yep. Tim Canary is like literally that Coke bottle figure. It's like, you know, very pinuppy. Like, so, I mean, I understand. But at the same time, I'm like, come on, parents. I didn't draw her. Right. But that's, you know, a lot of times when we get into these debates about the dress codes and what's proper and what's not, it comes down to, um, well, how much skin is showing. And it's like, that's not really it because Catwoman is completely covered and so, you know, Black Cat kind of is too. It's like, it's not really about what's showing. It's about the design. Mm -hmm, definitely. I mean, look at that Spider Woman cover where she's like all anaconda with her. In that oh yes, yeah. <laughs> her booty in the air, and you know it's just you know she her whole body's covered. That has nothing whole to do with covered. the design. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's it's what you yeah it's how it was portrayed. It's what you make out of it, and that's you know one of the reasons that I, I shake my head about the slave Leia outfit. I'm like, just no, no, she's got other outfits. Yeah, I mean anything. You can make anything sexy. I mean, I if there's anything that cosplay's taught us, that's that's really what it is. Oh, that's true. You because can make anything when you, sexy. When you see after the show that, you know, not only the nerd websites, but then the mainstream sites that have maybe like a nerd or geek section have things like best cosplay of the show. And there's sexy Pikachu with some shitty store-bought sexy version. Hey, of and this. you know what? I love Negri. I think she's great. She's a nice girl. But the reason that she's famous is because she made a sexy Pikachu outfit. Her first costume was not this armored crazy stuff that yeah. she does now. It was literally just like a tank top and a short skirt. And that was that's how she got her start. And yeah, so I mean, anybody who knocks it and that's like, you know, it's just, you know, remember, remember where everyone came from.
Remember who you are, Simba. <laughs> Remember who you are. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just it, it's crazy. And like uh, the one the one costume that gets me every time is sexy Freddy Krueger. I don't get that either. Because I'm like, like I understand there's a fe- like a, a Sakoto Bukia figure that it, it's a sexy Freddy Krueger, but every time I see it, the one thing that runs through my head is sexy child molester every time. Exactly. And I can't stop myself. I'm like, no, that's exactly it. Sexy child molester. I'm like, it is so gross. And the girls don't normally scar up their faces. No, never. There's only one cosplayer I've ever I've, seen that did I've the- I've seen one yeah, that did. She did the yeah. sexy version, but scarred her face. And it's like, yeah. to me, that's that's the most fun part is the, like, I want to look like makeup. I want my face to look fucked up. Like, I love doing the makeup. I love being scary. I love being, like, I love that crazy makeup angle. And it's like, you know, for them to just be like, take Freddy Krueger, one of the most notable things about him, take it off the costume and be like, you know, right. but, I, you know, but they've done that to Harley Quinn too. They've taken like what makes Harley Harley, and they've just like, yeah, just totally wrecked, like wrecked her. Yeah, but the same thing. The thing that cracks me up is the people who complain about, you know, that this person can't cosplay this, or you're too fat, you can't cosplay Black Canary, you need to be accurate. Are the people that are like, oh my god, I love your sexy Freddy Krueger. Like what? I just don't have this. Yeah, yeah how are you going to yell at me about accuracy when you know? that's that's my main argument with the you know when people say like you know i don't know her personally so i wouldn't be able to tell you if yaya has ever said anything like about you know plus size girls they should cosplay to their body type or whatever but it's like okay but she's an asian american woman is she not she cosplays non-asian american heroes but no one says anything and it's like you know i get it shouldn't be a big deal but she's gonna pick you know they're gonna say that you know she says this to cosplay to the body type once again don't know if she's really ever said it but if that's really an argument that she makes i think that was on uh tv okay so yeah. yeah so it's probably not true because you know heroes of cosplay once again very edited super edited uh we had an interview with uh um, Miggy Jagger is a friend of mine, and we had an interview with him where he kind of just told us about all the shit that they've edited and, like, doctored and, you know, because it, it, they're not making another season of it. So I guess he's able to talk about that stuff now, but, you know. But there's other – there are other um, creative shows um, on a more professional level. Oh, definitely. Like, that was, like, um, Face Off, yeah, and Face-off. there's one that's – coming up i can't remember the name of it but it has it's going to be um uh body paint competitors Ooh, that's fun so and of course the tattoo artists uh you know they've been on tv for a long time now i love those i love all of those shows i love anything remotely creative i mean that's the one way that i justify watching dance moms to myself it's like yes there's dancing i could watch it how do you how do you fit creativity into your life um well i do a lot of stuff like it's kind of crazy i feel like when i think about all of the things that i do it's like i don't i don't know how i have time for it all but you know um my day job when i'm not in costume i'm in a pre-k classroom so i'm always doing arts and crafts over there um by nature, I'm a performer. I've, I'm a theater major uh, in college. I've always been super into theater and super into the arts. So I guess that's kind of how cosplay like fitted in my life. I guess. That's how when I found out what cosplay was, I was like, I need to do this because right, I've it's a natural loved, fit. I've always loved dress up. I mean, it's always been my favorite. Um, but yeah, um, I I write. 
Um, I have like my own private journal and occasionally, once again, you'll see these fun blogs pop up. Um, not as often as I'd like, even though I pay for a domain name, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel like I should get my money's worth and write a lot more, but time is hard. Um, I'm writing a comic book right now. That's a thing. That's really good. It's super fun. Um, I need to finish the first issue so that way it can be ready for print like next month, but still. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's exciting. So, and I mean, of course, through cosplay and, you know, discovering different things uh, through building is kind of always a thing. There's always some sort of project going on in my apartment. My boyfriend's like, will the kitchen floor ever be clean? No, no. No, there will always be glitter. There will always be glitter. There will always be warbler and foam just all over the place. Yeah, I have a, a dedicated sewing crafting room. I wish I had one. Our apartment's too small for that right now. It's, I mean, and even so, it's just, I feel like it's, things are in their proper, like, plastic tubs and crates and stacked and everything. And to me, just, it it feels disorganized <laughs> just because you could always use more shelving. Like, you never have a room big enough for enough shelving for your stuff. Yeah. There's, right now, yeah. next next to me, I'm in my bedroom right now, but next to me, uh, in the hallway, there's a gigantic walk-in closet, and it is uh, filled to the brim with costume things, and... Okay, well, see, I'm really jealous of a walk-in closet. It's it's very destroyed right now. So, like, if I open the door, there would be, like, a crazy comical avalanche, like, ah, like, of all costumes and wigs and stuff falling on me. Um, So, like, as you're saying that, like, oh, these nice little tubs, I'm like, I just want to clean the closet, but I never have time, so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, does your boyfriend get involved in uh, comics and costuming? Um, He's very involved with comics. Uh, We met at New York Comic Con two years ago, so that's pretty funny. Um, okay. But he refuses to cosplay. He likes watching me, and like he'll assist in the building he likes, and stuff. Okay. But he he will not cosplay himself. I think that if the world was on fire and they were like, "Seamart, in order to save the Earth, you need to cosplay," and he would be like, "Nah, let it burn. Bye." Because <laughs> he just well, does. it's really helpful though to have somebody to hand your bag to when you're getting your picture. Oh taken. man, he's always I, that's the one thing that I always say to him. I'm always like, "Thank you so much. I'm sorry." I always apologize to him, and he's like, "Don't apologize." When people stop me for pictures, I'm like, "Hold this, hold this." And he always gets my glasses really too, because I, I never wear contacts, so I just like rip my glasses off for pictures. I'm like, "Here you go." <laughs> uh, how do you wear a, a back girl cowl? Um, I go blind for most of the day, and uh, okay. I usually have people. When I did the charity event um, last month, I did something for Ronald McDonald House with a couple of friends up here, um, and I was back girl all day, um, and you know, I didn't want to destroy the you know image for the kids because you know Batman was in his cowl and I was like I guess I have to be in mine because most of the time I'll just walk around with my glasses until someone wants a picture and then I'll suit up real quick but uh for the kids I was like I'm just gonna be blind all day um and I had (laughs) my friend was dragging me around he was deathstroke and then I realized that he also wears glasses and (laughs) so we were just like the blind leaving the blind all day and I was you know he's like I'm not wearing my glasses I can't see and I have one eye covered I'm like well I hate yeah I, I escorted yeah I escorted Darth Vader around a charity event so um that's what I was I was like a seeing eye helper person I you know I basically like cleared the path of you know chairs because there's a hundred people around I'm like okay you gotta push your chairs in and get in a little bit clear path for Lord Vader <laughs> I'll rise for Darth Vader 
Yes. No. It's pretty awesome. That's yeah. It's always fun to. I mean, I've been on both ends of it, so like you know, I know how how annoying it is to be bag bitch sometimes. <laughs> like yeah. And you know, I I also know like how how great it is to like have people want to take your picture. So I'm glad that my boyfriend understands that you know. You're not. You're more than just a bag bitch. I love you forever. But um. it's a very, it's a very surreal feeling, though. Like I started going to cons in costumes, so I, all of my years of experience had been like with the cameras and take, you know, having my picture taken and stuff. And then when I stopped wearing costumes to some of these bigger shows, um. It was like nobody gave a shit. Yeah, it's really hard going from, like, you know, as much as, it, you know, as we hate to admit it, cosplay is very, very much kind of a selfish act. Because, I mean, sure. the whole point is to, you know, make the costumes and, you know, get the pictures. And, and show them yeah, off. Yeah, do the photo yeah. shoots. I mean, I love that. But, like, knowing when to step aside and, you know, do something that's, you know, for other people, like, you know, a charity event, that stuff is all really humbling. So, I mean, I would, I kind of recommend, like, every cosplayer do at least one charity event in one of your costumes if you can because it's yeah it's so much fun it's a a whole different it's a whole whole different level um plus there's you know not 200,000 people yeah I I used to do I mean I kind of I kind of got that self-gratifying feeling while doing um I used to do I used to be a party princess so oh um, right um you know you kind of get that you're doing something good but also you get to kind of like ham it up a little bit and take cute pictures and you know that stuff but I mean a charity event's a totally different ball game because I mean I was getting paid for the other things so right um but yeah no being a party princess compared to uh like cons um I used to work for a company where I was princess Fiona from Shrek um I was Mrs. Potts. Oh, um, what else was I? I did something else. I know I did something. Oh, I was the heat miser for a Christmas show. <laughs> um, a grandma who for another Christmas, uh, another Christmas show, we did a Grinch type of thing. So I got to be a grandma and I walked around with a cane and was like shaking it at children. It was great. But um, yeah, no, we did like a lot of different themed parties. Uh, we did a Glee themed party. Um, that, that was fun. Um, but yeah, um, so, uh, you, I mean, I know you, I know certain characters, like obviously Wonder Woman and you mentioned Black Canary and Batgirl. Um, but I did see that your, your reason build was a character. I had no idea what the heck it was. Oh, my armor you're talking about? With the armor, with this really cool armor. Um, that was, a so, for actually, a, the, once again, the fire destroying my plans. Um, my friends, uh, I don't know if you're, uh, if you like her on Facebook or not, but JC Cosplay, uh, she does like a really rad pinup Captain America, a lot of other awesome costumes. She's a great cosplayer. If you don't follow her, you should. Um, she asked me if I would like to do a Pokemon Gajinka group, which is like uh, kind of like humanized versions of Pokemon. Um, and they were all doing like final evolutions of like the starter Pokemon, like like throughout the ages. So. Um, I was doing Empoleon, which is a, the like final form of uh, Piplup. So uh, she wanted to do like armored, like kind of royal versions of it. So that's what we were doing. Um, but the whole group wound up not being able to really meet up. Uh, we were supposed to do like a really grand, very nice, cool Pokemon shoot, and that happened. As the fire happened? As the fire. Yeah, okay. so um, I actually wound up, I, a lot of my armor, like, kind of got, like, chipped and, like, bruised in the fray. And, like, you know, after being outside in the cold in it, I changed immediately because I was freezing. 
Um, so I never got a picture with my group, but um, yeah, like oh, I, I only got like two or three like cute little pictures. But I mean, I'm planning on rebuilding the armor to be better. But that was my first like real build, so it was kind of really nice to see it all come together, even if it was only for a short time. Well, have you done um, like what's <sighs> What's the, the reaction that you get if you do characters that aren't as recognizable as something like Wonder Woman or Black Canary? It depends, though, because, you know, even if people sometimes they don't know what it is, they might think it just looks cool. Because I had a couple of people stop me and tell me that they liked because I had the big trident with the um, with the arm. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, People people were just like, you look really cool. Can I get your picture? Like they had no idea what I was. But, you know, people appreciated it. So that was kind of good. But, you know, it kind of sucks that like on like one level it's like oh like am I not recognizable enough but it's like no they might just not know this random obscure Pokemon that I cosplayed because there's like literally how many Pokemon are there a lot now there used to be 150 when I back in my day once again but now there's like tons and tons so I don't not really sure but you know you just got to not be able to take that stuff to heart because it, it's hard sometimes when, you know, especially if you're like in a group or whatever and some people get stopped over others. But I mean, just like, yeah, that happens anytime you're around Batman. <laughs> exactly. When I was Batgirl, a little boy refused to take a picture with me at that charity event because he wanted Batman to be there first. He was like, I don't want just you. I want Batman. Like, I'll take one with you. If Batman comes like, oh, my God. But. It just depends on people's personal preference. It's not something you should take personally, like about your, you know, own art, which is something that I've kind of had to learn throughout <laughs> throughout my years. It's not, it doesn't mean that you're any less recognizable or that your costume isn't as good. It just means that people don't like it as much as something else, which is fine. And that's how that's how kind of judging works too. Um, I really don't enter contests i don't know about you have you like competed no i i did i did one i I, you know i've done it at like very minor shows and like you know costume parties and you know whatever and it just makes me nervous but you know i've been asked to judge at several events and stuff and when people get discouraged or you know talk shit about the judges and be like oh they only like this or oh they only like that it's like okay you're getting annoyed because three people thought that someone else's costume was better than yours. doesn't mean that yours was bad. It just means that they thought someone else was better. Um, or something that they did caught their eye over yours. Like, why are you going to, you know, hate on them for that? Just, you know, make yours the best that you could possibly make it, and then you don't have to feel insecure and, like, talk shit, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's always, like, tough to, you know, try and explain it to other people that, it doesn't even mean that your costume wasn't better than that person. It just means that three people thought that someone else was better. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just a personal preference. You know, sometimes that's what it comes down to is that, you know, because the complaint up here is I get tons of different complaints and accusations and whatever. It's, it's all very dramatic. But um, the one thing that we get all the time is, uh, you know, you always pick Mandalorians. It's like, uh, Oh no, like we don't on purpose do that. Like and not all of us are always the same judges. Like we kind of like circulate cuz it's like a big group of us. Um just because like we happen to like that costume better doesn't mean that we only pick that. It just means that that happened to be the best costume that we came across this year. Um Right. So, that's that's it's so always that tough. Happen. It's always tough. It really is. So I give everyone well, so- a lot of credit. 
How do you how do you maintain your positive outlook? Because everybody has a shit day, and Amanda, I'm sure you've had shit days. Oh my god, all the time I have shit days. I mean, there's some days where it's like, you know, a kid a kid will have an accident in my class, and you know, I'll spill paint all over myself. Someone will, you know, ruin my favorite shirt with temper paint, and you know, then I come home and uh, I'm trying to construct something for a costume. Nothing's working, and I'm like, shit, I hate my life. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Why do I do this? Um, and you just kind of have to like grin and bear it and remember why you do this stuff in the first place. And it's because you like it and it's fun. And, you know, I have to literally give myself that pep talk. Like you like this, Amanda, it is fun. <laughs> this is why you do it. Not be- if it stops being fun, then it's time. Yeah. To then it's time. Stop. To stop. That's what people, you know, have said to me throughout the years is the moment, whether it's costuming or writing comics or whatever it is, the moment it, it stops being fun you need a break. Yeah. And you know, that's why I think last year I kind of ran myself dry with the amount of events that I did. Um, I did a lot of, I really didn't go to any cons for fun, like aside from New York, which is kind of overwhelming and work within itself. Um, I didn't really do anything as an attendee. So this year when I, I made my con schedule. I scheduled in stuff that was like, okay, I'm going to do this because it's fun. Just because it's fun. Not to promote, not to whatever. Like, you know, you bring your business card and you can make friends, but try not to run yourself ragged with work this year is, was my resolution. So, so I was like, I have a lot of things to do, but I could still have fun. And that's the one thing that you have to remember is always still have fun. That's true. And that goes for the reading enjoyment also. If you're not enjoying your reading material anymore, it really, honest to God, is okay to stop collecting. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I I frequently take breaks from comics, too, because, you know, just because, I mean, especially DC. Like, I will always love DC. DC will always be my babe over Marvel, Um, Mm -hmm. just because that's what I was kind of, you know, that's where I started. I mean, Teen Titans really opened the doors for me. It was like... Yeah, DC has great cartoons. So, you know, like those cartoons are kind of like my my gateway of, you know, I started to read the comics and I was like, wait, there's more than one Robin? I need to know about this. And like, you know, went into my comic book shop and, you know, DC will always be my babe. But a lot of their choices, such as, you know, discontinuing Batwoman, um, kind of the direction they went in in Birds of Prey. I don't know if they fixed it because didn't they like do another reboot? Whatever. But... <laughs> Um, like a lot of the newer stuff, I kind of really don't read. And for a while, I was kind of forcing myself. And then I kind of just told myself, you know what? If you don't like it anymore, if it's not fun, don't do it. Right. You don't need to do it. I kind of, um, I, I read kind of back issues and like, you know, I try and read stuff I've never read before and, you know, but all at my own pace. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how I am too. I mean, there's like, Bitch Planet is probably one of two books that I keep current with. Yeah, I the things that I <laughs> Otherwise it's like when I get to it I get to it and then I'll tweet about it and you know and mention it. Uh the things that I read and keep up with Jim, 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 Jim. Jim the whole Basically, yeah, that's really okay. um Yeah, I read Hero Cats, which is a phenomenal kids book and and Bitch Planet are like my go-to books. I mean, I read a lot of other books, but it's but I don't read them timely. Yeah, I like all those uh the as far as Marvel comics go, I love all the Disney titles that they have. Like uh, the Figment comic that they put out, uh, amazing, so good for the inner Disney nerd in me. If any of you are as Disney crazy as I am, then you'll enjoy it too. Because 
classic Disney rides and attractions. They are awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, no, a, a lot of the IDW titles are the ones that I found myself drawn to, like, recently. Um, Gem and... Uh, Did you read Part-Time Princesses? No, but I've heard of it. Okay. If you were a party princess, you absolutely have to get that book because you will freaking love it. It's about um, girls who work in a summer amusement park as princesses. Oh, my God. It sounds like my life because, you know. It is. Un- it is. It, yeah. You have to go get that. Um, I'm blanking on the publisher. It might have been Oni. I'm thinking it was Oni. Um, so, yeah. So, go get that. That I, it was a thoroughly enjoyable book. The other stuff that I like to read is, you know, like with Evil Geeks, I have the um, opportunity to kind of read a lot of people who are you know, self-publishers and, you know, writing stuff. Yeah, no, just reading all the stuff that they, they have come up with and, you know, slaved away on. And it's kind of like their babies. And it's kind of really cool that they let us in on that. Like, let us review their hard work. It is is a great opportunity. Um, Do you remember what your first trip to a comic shop was? Oh my God. It was horrifying. I was so scared. Being a girl and going into a comic shop is so scary. Do you do you remember your first time? Was it like horrifying yeah. for you? Uh, yeah, it sounds absolutely. like I don't even know what it sounds. Like we're I about. I must have gone to I, I think I must have gone to four or five stores before I found Comic Fusion in Flemington, um, where you know like Stacy, where I was like I walked in and there was a woman working and she talked to me for an hour. So, I mean, yeah, no, I was treated like garbage in some stores, just flat out ignored. New York City comic stores are very brutal as well, just because, you know, people from the city are kind of brutal. So comic nerds from the city are only, you know, obviously brutal as well. Um, The first store that I ever went into was, um, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Oh, Galaxy Comics. It's in Brooklyn, New York. Um, And there was a guy behind the counter that I had to prove myself first. Like, that's the thing. You know. Oh, God. You got cred checked. You got, I got cred checked. And, I mean, once I got cred checked and the guy realized I knew what I was talking about, he was like, oh, okay. And, like, kind of, like, was nicer to me. And, like, um, when I went to do my Disney um, college program, somebody from the store called me to make sure I was alive because I hadn't been in it in a while. And I was like, no, I live in Florida right now. I'm doing an internship. Sorry. Um, yeah, um, but it wasn't until then I moved up here to Albany and I started going to Earthworld Comics in Albany, New York, where I kind of like really felt like I was at home at a comic book shop. Um, everyone there is super nice. And once again, girl behind the counter. Yay. Go, Alicia. I love you. Um, but yeah, it helps. It really does. But um, Earthworld Comics is actually, uh, I would say, like one of the most inclusive places I've been to. They do an event called Fangirls Night Out where um from a certain amount of time, the store will be closed to men. And they'll have, uh-huh. like, kind of, like, girl comic. There's a one comic, comic book artist that goes, uh, they had as a guest, um, you know, we'll podcast from it, uh, and it'll just be girls only. Uh, even the owner does not go into the store. He sits outside um, All and right. guards the door. Uh, no girls allowed. Well, anybody who, I should say, anybody who identifies as female is allowed in. Um Okay. But it's just basically a great night where girls can talk to other nerdy girls and we get cool discounts on comics and it's great times. And, you know, there's no I don't think that there's a store in the city that would do something like that. You know, it's just it's cool. That's fun. fun. Um, What character or series do you think um, is currently frustrating? Because I know you mentioned Birds of Prey, you know, kind of tanking I for a while. I haven't read that since uh, but, the 
I read the new 52 and when they kind of went the route where it seemed like Starling was going evil, I just gave up on it. Cause I was like, I can't okay. do it. I was no, no. Um, and they kind of made, so what do you, yeah. So what do you think? Of, yeah. Is there, is there another one that you find frustrating or derailed that, that you would think deserves better treatment? You know what? I will complain about this to my dying day. Don't know if this really counts, but I will never be more pissed off at the world as I was when they canceled young justice for me. Um, I was just so infuriated. And the reason that they, you know, the reason why these good DC comics get canceled is because they don't think girls buy, it's it's mainly girl viewership and girls don't buy toys. That's, that's their. Yeah. That's been published. Um, you know, like proven with, you know, things that people say in marketing meetings, but hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel because I've been seeing a couple of articles around this week saying that Netflix may pick up young justice for season three. So yeah, I need that. I need it to survive. So if that happens, you will see a very happy me in the future. Is there a character on there that you, you know, you find really resonates or is it just the whole team effort? It's the whole team effort, but above all, I absolutely love Artemis. I think she is the greatest. Um, just, you know, her, the, the, the fact that they made her sisters Cheshire and, you know, they have that, she's like kind of in that whole Arrow fam thing. And, you know, she's just a, a bad bitch who doesn't care. <laughs> and I love her. Um, she's so sassy. Um, the, I was babysitting this week. Um, I, I have off from school. So I am, I'm babysitting a family that uh, a friend of mine had kind of given me their info. And, we were watching TV and one of the little boys said, I want to watch young justice. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to complain. And the younger one said, I really like this one and this one and this one and this one. But my favorite is Artemis. And I was like, God bless you child. Yeah. Nice. Um, Cause I mean, people who say I mean, the people who are, you know, claiming that girls don't bring in sales and it's like, okay, but the boys like these characters too. And maybe if you had a toy of it, they would pick up the girl toy and you know, the toy of the girl character and be like yes i want this i will play with it yeah there's there's that's just it there's plenty of men who like black widow and wonder woman and elsa from frozen i mean um the thing the other thing that drives me crazy too was you know that um that black widow toy of her in age of ultron when she does the cool motorcycle race they were oh, yeah. her in her own set in her own toy i know Dad. What is that? Who does and that? And the, the bullshit the bullshit about Rey being missing from Star Wars toys, you know, from all the Star Wars things, was that, well, we didn't want to spoil it. It's like, what do you mean you didn't want to spoil it? She was on every friggin' poster. Yeah. My, my boyfriend, every time it comes, he's like, instead of where's Rey, he just keeps going with where's Natasha? Hashtag where's it's Natasha? Tough, I'm like, yeah, it just all keeps coming back to that. Um, I might be saying hashtag where's Harley in the Suicide Squad movie because I don't <laughs> know who the know. fuck that is. It's not Harley Quinn to me. Yeah. I, um, I'm hoping they prove me wrong with that movie, really. I was just talking about it. Um, I'm hoping it's a lot like Assault on Arkham. She looks like such trash. I know. I'm sorry. It's the she cotton candy like... hair, I'm telling you. I'm like, you know, everyone's, you know, talk shit about the booty shorts all you want. I like booty shorts, whatever. Those it's stupid the... ass shoes that the actress couldn't even stand in. Yeah, like, between course. takes, she would have to take off those shoes between takes. I, I, mean, love, I love Margot Robbie. I think she's great. And I think that she would be a great Harley Quinn, but I'm like, not like this. God, why? Not like this. <laughs> And I, and they're and the fact that they like 
apparently the comics changed her origin, which I, I'm displeased with, and they're, so the, the movie has changed. And, I and hope that's not it, because I hate that sticking part with that. So, But it looks like that's what it's going to be, because they have her in the vat of the acid. But yeah. my problem with that is, I think there's an article that spells out the exact same thing. My problem with that origin story, which is why I don't read most New 52 comics, um, was because it went from Harley Quinn chose to be this person to Joker chose it for her. Right, and that's, that's, and that's the biggest beef that most people have with it. Yeah, I mean... That he created her. I think a lot of people are kind of... They're upset about the wrong thing sometimes. It's like, you know, don't be upset that she's wearing booty shorts. Be upset that they're making her into someone that she's not. You can be upset about both, because <laughs> some, some of her other outfits are so much better. Like, that roller derby outfit was really I adorable. I love that roller derby outfit. That's a But outfit. this fucking Suicide Squad outfit is trash. And it sucks, though, because, you know... I don't like it in the trailer. I don't like it in the movie. I, you know, would obviously have her in literally anything else. But at Costicon, there are a couple of of cosplayers wearing that costume, and it looks so cute on them. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I saw like I three or four that. at New York Comic Con, and this was like one trailer had been out. And I was like, you know, I really, I really like it on you, but I don't want her in that in the movie. <laughs> like, I think it's cute for like a variant, even like you know, just, like it's yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's not like it's a a design issue. It's just that it doesn't reflect Harley. No, not at all. It's so weird. And I, I have, I have skipped, uh, it's not just her that I'm like skeptical about. It's the Joker's design is very weird too. He's like turned into like grills, pimp daddy over there. <laughs> it's very weird to me. It's just weird to see these characters that you know and love in like one way. And then doesn't see Katana them. have like a bare midriff? Yeah, no, uh, it's very, it's very weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was surprised they even put her in that movie. But in a way, I'm glad because, you know, more representation is awesome. But, I mean, and I do like that, well, I, she's in the, the little tiny cartoon shorts, the superhero girls or yeah. whatever. But I, but I guess she hasn't. Does she like not? Somebody was complaining like she's one of these, like hasn't had a speaking line or something. I haven't caught up on them. I only watched four of them. Oh, in uh, the in the superhero girls thing, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I've seen. I definitely saw one with her in it, but I don't know if she talks. I think she just kind of like makes like grunting noises and. Um, yeah. So I think that was a problem. But but I mean, even look at. Well, I'm going back to Teen Titans again because that's just one. It's literally one of my favorite things, favorite properties Titans, ever. Right. Like real Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go. Because no, no, no. Yeah, the original Teen Titans was amazing. Um. Yeah. No. But like, look right there on the on the on the squad with you know. The same amount of episodes and, you know, story arcs and right in there with the team, Starfire and Raven. Like, mm. literally two clear, strong ladies. They had toys. They had everything. I went out and bought the toys, so no one could say shit. Um, it's, you know, it's – they need more of that. And it's weird to me that, like, you know, they did that back in the early 2000s, but now it's like, oh, you know, we're going to just ice the girls out. It's just weird. Like – Amanda, we sound like social justice warriors. Oh, my God. I, I've been called a social justice warrior on several occasions. Yeah. I mean, because uh, people are like, yeah, go back to Tumblr, you social justice warrior. It's like, no, Tumblr is a bunch of Tumblr blowers. Like, yeah, Tumblr blows. Let's not, let's not even approach Tumblr. Oh, man. I didn't, you know, I couldn't even begin to, you know, I, I don't really talk about it much, but I'm sure you know because we're friends on Facebook. But, I mean, uh I struggle a lot with, like, you know, anxiety and depression, like, all that sort of stuff, as most people in the nerd community do. I'm not trying to say I'm a special okay. flower or anything, but um, I literally could not get better myself and, you know, remain this positive 
person because I mean a Tumblr really drags you down. Like I'm not even gonna, I couldn't be this person if I did not delete my Tumblr. Wow. It's you know it's just you know those anonymous messages they'll get you man. They I still have screenshots. I I plan on including yeah. them in a in um a presentation I'm doing at a con next month. Um, okay. I have right. I was looking through them and I was just like man like these are the things that I would get like when I would post one picture I would get like you know kill yourself you fat slob and like you know just after a while like reading those words on a page like it really it does and people people often ask like well why can't you just tune that out like why do you clue in on one and ignore the 20 nice ones and I'm like I, I can't answer that question I don't know why my brain does that but fucks you up. It, it really does. but it does fuck you up it wrecks your day um it used to be like that for me on YouTube and YouTube's um, brutal too. I would say that the YouTube got gotten yeah, YouTube's gotten worse. So I I do very little on on YouTube. They're like the dregs of the earth. The YouTube commenters, they're just like I'm like, why are you like contributing? We like, just like don't speak. Like just yeah, just to talk. But and then God forbid somebody should just take your side and just you know take your side in any way, show support for you. Then it's like, ooh, you're a white knight. It's like, dude, just. Go suck yourself already. Yeah, I mean, like, like what is so lacking in your life that you need to do this? Tumblr is, like, literally at this point, it's like, you know, you can't even try and be nice on Tumblr because people will accuse you of being white knight. And it's like, I'm not even, like, what? Like, I'm just trying to be a nice person. Um, yeah, It seems like that's the thing that's only directed at men. But, like, you know, even, you know, if I tried to defend someone on Tumblr, I'm pretty sure that people would yell at me if, you know, it was against what everyone believed. Um it's just weird. It's so. This is the kind of thing you're going to be talking about in your in your presentation. Are you going to be? Is it specifically about harassment? Um, well, we do a couple of different ones because I'm uh, myself and a couple of girls uh, and guys in the area started this uh, thing called Cost Unity, which is kind of like there are a lot of different factions. Uh, the upstate cosplay community kind of has a little bit of drama, so we took people from every kind of which way, like every group. And tried to, like, make us kind of, like, the ambassadors, like, you know, to try and bring positivity and, you know, be like, we don't need to hate each other and no one's fighting with each other. We're, you know, we're all friends here. Like, let's remain it that way. Um, so we kind of took it upon ourselves to put up these presentations and, you know, kind of, like, bring light to that. Um, so we do we do one. It's Healing Art of Cosplay. And that's kind of about um, all of our own uh, hurdles that we've had to jump and how cosplay helps us with that sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I have a friend, uh, two other friends who are going to be doing it with me in this next uh, event. Um, and one's going to kind of talk about her experience with how cosplay helped her find a gender identity. And um, another one's going to talk about like her anxiety and depression and how she's like really shy and how cosplay helped her with that. And I'll kind of talk about my body image. Cause you know, that's, that's kind of my thing at this point. And it's, you know, and cause that's what everyone likes to hear me talk about apparently is, you know, Amanda, mm -hmm. you're uh, people are like, Oh my God, like, why do you call yourself fat? That's so mean. I'm like, no, I'm just being honest. Like I'm fat. Like it's, it's an adjective. Yeah. No, but, people think that know. automatically the word fat's a bad word. And I wrote a blog post about it. That's like, you know, let's get rid of that F word fat. Like, let's just put it out there. Like, when you say someone's fat, it's only negative if you mean it in a negative way. Yeah, like, hey, okay, you have eyeballs. Okay. <laughs> Eyeball person, like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, but it's it's that's one thing that you know we're trying to do. Uh, the other one I'm doing is uh, cosplay, social media, and you, which is kind of like 
my experience. Uh, I graduated with speech communications uh, major and theater minor. Um, so one thing that I do a lot is, you know, I handle social media um, accounts for, I've done it for a couple of companies, help them build up their stuff. Um, and I manage it for myself. And obviously I help with evil geek stuff. Um, so I kind of wanted to, people are always asking like, how do you get yourself out there? And like, how do you market? So I wanted to kind of do a marketing panel. So I wanted to do that uh, related to cosplay uh, and kind of talk about like safe internet practices and like, you know, how much is too much? So I touch on the internet harassment on that one too, um, a little bit, but it'll be exciting. I try and be well-rounded. I don't want people to listen to me talk about the same shit over and over again. So, right, right. Especially, yeah, especially these local shows, because uh, you know, there's a couple like three or four really big ones like throughout the year, and I see a lot of the same people at them. So I don't want to make them bored. So absolutely, I agree because I've I, I've interviewed people before, and they you know they asked to to be interviewed and I felt like they said the same thing every single time and I'm like no if you have new material let's talk about that I am writing a book books are good I write them like you know yeah how many times can you say that like yeah it hasn't happened often I'll say that but and I've but I have had that experience attending panels too where I'm like okay I already saw this panel like I want to be there and support these people but on the other hand I already know what they're going to say <laughs> you know the one thing that I uh, when I did a love your cosplay body which is the one that I did last year we kind of like alternate in and out of like what we're going to do um myself and uh, my friend Tessa who is Lilith Eve cosplay um she and I kind of talked about are different experiences because she's a very, very tiny petite person, but yet I'm like a big rotund person. Um, so we kind of like talked about, you know, how did cosplay help us come into our own, like with our body type and that sort of stuff. And like, you know, the body shaming exists, believe it or not, for both of us, like, you know, cause she gets shamed for being too skinny and they're like, eat something, you skinny person. And they're like, for me, stop eating you fat person. So, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of how we uh, deal with both of those. Um, and, we, you know, one, one thing my friend had told me, like, going into it was, like, okay, you're doing a love your cosplay body panel. Please don't tell me it's going to be, like, some kumbaya shit where you all sit around and you're, like, oh, you should love yourself and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, no, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, I'm going to talk about, you know, how to love yourself. And you know what? If you have these problem areas, here's what you can do if you want. You know, don't yeah. feel obligated to. That's that's the one thing that I you know, always like to stress. Like, you know. If you want to wear Spanx to make yourself feel better, do it. I wear Spanx. Spanx is fun. Um, men wear yeah, Spanx. Spanx are awesome. They hold Spanx back in place. I, I mean, I didn't even realize that men wore Spanx until I was helping a Superman get dressed one time. Great times. <laughs> Everyone wears Spanx. It's great times. But you know what? Really if you okay. don't want to wear Spanx and you want to be out there, put yourself out there and you want to be all natural, that's awesome too. And you should love yourself either way. That's, you know... That's one of the, the the great things about being naked, you know, or doing something like body paint or just being naked in general is it's like people are looking at you and it, it, it's not like every opportunity has a chance for Photoshop because if you're doing something live, there's no Photoshop. I've never done anything like naked live, but I did the nude shoot and that was like kind of like one of the most like once I did that, I was like, oh, yeah, I would have never done this a year ago. I was like really proud of myself. Um you know, people might, you know, disagree and like talk shit and all that stuff. But it's like, you know what? How are you going to hate on me for celebrating my own body? Like that was it was um, really great on Tuesdays. The website Femsplain does 
two o'clock Eastern usually, or it's either one or two o'clock now. I can't remember, but they do the hashtag hashtag Let Me Femsplain, and one of the weeks themes that they did had to do with loving your body and it said you know like what do you what do you do when you're you know not when you're you're feeling bad about yourself and I'm like I take sexy pictures I'm like I will whatever I'm like it sounds like the weirdest thing to do like but it helps I don't know it helps my mood yeah and it doesn't you know some people are like not understanding even that. you know what even if you just do a shoot like whether or not you're comfortable with the nude stuff just doing a photo shoot yeah. is so like it's it yeah, wonders feel pretty. it pretty such wonders for my like you know well shit so does go, going and getting your hair right? done i mean doing i your nails. haven't been able to do that yeah i haven't been able to get my, I have hair to get done, my nails like, done i just looked down at my nails and i was like ooh, girl fix that shit but seriously <laughs> i mean coming coming out of the salon with like fresh hairdo it feels great so yeah i mean you know when you it's just it's it's a superficial thing but it does something inside your heart yeah I always talk about that's one thing that I always talk about on panels is kind of like how I felt going my first photo shoot like how nervous I was and like I really didn't know what to expect but then I got the pictures back and I I was like oh my god I'm so fat and hideous and then like a year later I looked back at those same pictures and I was like wow I'm so great like what like I don't know if it's just something that changed within me. Like it just depends on the day. Sometimes you know you might look at yourself one day and be like I'm hideous, and then look at yourself another another day and be like I'm hot. Like the same picture. That's true. That's that's very it's true. Funny. So all right, Amanda, before I let you go, let's make sure that we get information so that people can learn about your schedule because you're going to be traveling around or whatever and blogging and stuff. So um, Undies of Wendy's is your site. Yep. Um, where else can you be found? Um, you can find me on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash uh, undies, U-N-D-I-E-Z, because Facebook thinks undies is a bad word. So U-N-D-I-E-Z of Wondy, W-O-N-D-Y, um, and undiesofwondy.com with the regular S, like regular way you spell undies, um, and pretty much everything else, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I mean, Twitter, uh Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff, undies of Wendy. So just come stalk me. It's fun. I like it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And be nice. Yeah, be nice to me if you're going to stalk me. So... So, um, and what's your, what's your podcast show? Um, our podcast, all our podcasts can be found on evilgeeks.com. Uh, and the okay. Facebook page is The Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. So make sure you check all those out. We do random podcasts. Um, and sometimes we like to just rant about nerdy stuff. So it's good things. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your evening thank with you me. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I'm glad that we, we finally got this chance. It was kind of like a long time. I know, a long time coming for sure, but it was yeah. very enjoyable. And I hope I get to come to a con near you because Jersey's yeah. awesome sometimes. It's great. Sometimes. Jersey, Jersey Shore is not so awesome, but. No, it's <laughs> awesome. I do I do rip on my own state, but that's because I live here and I'm alive. Yeah, my parents will be will be right up there with you with their Jersey plates now. Boo, oh, Brooklyn yeah. girl at heart. I'm the only New Yorker. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right, guys. You've been listening to Amanda Jade. And so um, go find her and, you know, track her. And you can, uh, you know, maybe catch some of these really awesome panels that she does. 
Um, don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber, and everything else is at AmberUnmasked.com. You can support the show and the website and my work at Patreon.com slash AmberUnmasked. And uh, check it out so that you can see ways that you can get, um, you know, perhaps like your own rewards like my uh, 13 Lessons Learned About Cam Girls book or my Cardiac Arrest book and um, just, you know, for general announcements and stuff. So thank you for listening, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.